Now, ladies and gentlemen, this is Championship Wrestling. Hey, folks, it's Myron from the Tap Dot Wrestling Podcast. Um, today, I am joined by uh, a hot talent going on the East Coast and across the country and the world right now, Sahara Seven. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Living life. Excellent. I got uh, I got a lot of uh, aliases you go by. You know, the last Egyptian queen, the queen incarnate, the international face kicker. How'd you get all those uh, those nicknames? Um. I had all those nicknames. Oh, yeah, and I also have the Savage Beauty. I got that one in Japan. Oh, but That's um, a good one. Um, I got the Savage Beauty, like I said, in Japan because when I came over, I was significantly taller than uh, most of the girls I was training with. So they would always be like, oh, so tall. <laughs> and then they would also say that my face was really pretty and that they couldn't believe that, I, you know, I was a wrestler. Like, I actually got down and dirty. They expected me to be like, you know, more of like the prissy type. And then like they saw like how ruthless and how mean I got, like not towards them personally, but just in the ring. And they were just like, <gasps> savage. <laughs> they were just like savage. So then they put them together. They were like the savage beauty. Um, then um, I joined level five over there, which is kind of like a female version of the bullet club over there in Japan. And they kind of like, made it stick because they were always like, Oh, seven John, very pretty, but very evil. <laughs> so well, That's awesome. Uh, no. oh, I tell me about Japan. Say, go ahead. I'm sorry. I keep interrupting. Oh, oh no, no, no. It's all good. I'm just excited to hear about, about Japan. Cause you know, we spoke for a second before we started and you were really into everything you'd done over there. And I wanted, I wanted to be able to people to be able to hear that. How did you get to go to Japan? Um, well, I, I actually, uh, am friends, Like my best friend is Renee Michelle. Um, she's not only my best friend in wrestling, she's my best friend in life. So, um, she actually went over to Japan before I did. And, um, she knew that was like my big time goal. So she did a tryout for, um, Suguza Nagaya-san, who is the owner of Marvelous Women's Pro Wrestling in Japan, which is where I went to. And uh, she did a tryout with them. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to go to the tryout because at that time, because I was still getting, you know, out and about in the rest of the world at the time that tryout happened about like, well, I want to say four years ago. Uh-huh. So she made the actual first initial connection. And then um, over the years, I, Renee, Renee just kept going back. And I was like, Dude, I'm going with you the next time. So I made a purpose like the next time to introduce myself to um, you guys on who was so gracious to have me over there and she trained me and treated me like family. So I really took it upon myself to reach out to her after Renee pretty much, you know, went over there. She gave me the rundown and she was like, it was amazing. You know, I think you would be a good fit over there. So um, networking is pretty much how I can tell you how I got over there. Um, Once I was over there, it was just like nonstop living my dream because like I was telling you earlier, when we spoke earlier, I believe it or not, I'm one of those people who, in wrestling, I didn't really have WWE aspirations or impact aspirations. My goal was always to make it to Japan. And if I can make it to Japan, I can make it anywhere, like in wrestling. Like, literally, no doubt. Because their training over there, like I said earlier, is 
intense. Not to say that training anywhere else is not intense, but it is so intense. Like you live, you eat, you breathe, you sleep. Being, you know, in wrestling and being a wrestler, that's a real job over there. It's mm-hmm. it's a real deal. And it's the concept of this is what I want to do with my life. This is what I'm going to do with my life. And these are the steps I have to take to get to, you know, that ultimate goal over there. It's like it's ingrained in them from day one. And like that is what I respect about it. So that is why it was always my goal. You know, those other things are, you know, cool, but. I mean, to me, I've already felt like I've accomplished the biggest thing in my career, in my life already. And I'm only young. I'm 26. So I'm, I'm still young. And I still got a lot more to go, according oh, to definitely. people. But, but I feel like I've, you know, I've achieved, you know, what I like to refer to because I'm a huge Michael Jackson and uh, Prince fan as my 88 Grammys moment. Ah. So um, I feel like I've achieved that, you know. I feel like I've achieved my 88 Grammy moment when I went to Japan. Like, and best believe I cried my tail off <laughs> at Chorus Hall. My like, my last show there was the biggest show that we had at Cork and Hall, and Cork and Hall is so historic. Oh, definitely. And I cried my tail off because it was the culmination of everything I've ever wanted and everything that I told my grandmother, who is my best friend, my biggest mentor, everything like that. I told her I was going to do when I went over there. So it was just, for me, that was my 88 Grammys moment. Like <laughs> that was it. I was like, this, this is the high that everybody's trying to reach right now. And I think I just, like, I just hit that. That's awesome. Oh. That's awesome. Now I've seen a lot of local uh, talent uh, around the Atlanta area get to go to Japan lately, and I've got uh, friends with Rise that just did a tour. Uh, Audra Pereira was just over there, and she, you know, loved it. She got to do all the 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 hardcore training. She got to do the the shows and live that lifestyle. And I think that's I think it's really popular in indie wrestling right now is to want that dream. Yeah. Well, I, first of all, Audra Pereira is one of my closest friends as well. We were sweet, at sweet Marvelous. Woman. I was going to say, we were at Marvelous in training in Japan together. She was there when I got there. She awesome. was waiting for me to off the plane. Off the plane. So, cool. <laughs> a shout out to her. It is a, it's very popular in independent wrestling now to go to Japan and see if you can cut it, honestly, is how I put it. Because like you said, it is hardcore training, and if you don't cut it and you don't make it over there, some people come back with the worst experience of their lives, and it's nothing that you know the Japanese uh, workers over there have done. It's just the fact that you didn't, you know, you didn't train and you didn't prepare yourself mentally. You didn't give it your all, you know. Yeah, oh, it's, yeah. it's one of those things that are make or break. You go over there, it's either going to make you or break you, and as far as I know, the people that I've I've seen go over there, it's it's made them. It's mm-hmm. made them bigger, it's made them better. And I'm speaking for myself, faster, stronger, bigger, better. It made you just open your eyes to different things and, you know, open your like basically open your perception of wrestling into a a deeper perception other than just the scratch the surface and what we see on T V. Cool, cool. And I think it's I think it's probably even more uh important for women wrestlers to go over there because of the, the way women's wrestling is treated so seriously over there. Absolutely. I'm so glad you brought that up because um, 
I was going to say the opportunity for women over there is so much better than it is over here. And I hate to be the person to say it. If you're not in one of the big companies as a women's wrestler, you know, you're struggling on the Indies and it's usually the same. Some of the companies use the same women over and over again. And it's like, there's so many women, but not enough opportunities on the Indies alone is what I'm just speaking on. So if I encourage as many of like my friends, um, female friends on the independent circuit to like try to reach out and go to Japan. I'm always lending out, you know, hands. Like I said, I got my, you know, my position to go over there through networking. And I feel like if I can help any women's wrestler that has that drive, I think she can cut it over there, you know, achieve that goal and achieve that dream because the opportunities over there are just endless. It's so many companies. It's like, Within one little, like, area of, like, outside Tokyo, there's, like, at least, like, five dojos, you know, of all women's shows and promotions that you can just hop on at any time. If you feel like working on a Tuesday, go work on a Tuesday. So it's just, like, it's, yes, it's very awesome. I I encourage it. I, I encourage it. Women going to Japan to work, like, I encourage it. It's nothing to be afraid of. It's nothing. There are people just like we are. They're willing to learn as much as, you know, as much as we're willing to learn, you know, their style. They're willing to learn our style. They're willing to, like, learn our ways. Like, they're learning, they're willing to, like, I, I, just, I just love, I love my time in Japan. And I'm just going to say that right now so people don't get you, like, annoyed with me saying this. <laughs> I'm not saying Japan is the best country in the world. But I'm just saying I loved my time over in Japan. I had a blast. But they're, they're just like us. They're willing to expand their knowledge and they're willing to teach. So if you're willing to go over there and learn, then they're willing to take you and take the time and adapt you into their world. So I suggest for every female worker, honestly, everyone, every female worker should say like, take that chance, take that risk. Definitely. And I keep seeing, I keep seeing more and more all women shows pop up around here um, in an indie circuit. I keep you know, the WWE had their first all women's pay-per-view. We're getting there we're getting towards a better place for women to work in America, but they're so far, like they realize and respect it. Like they would men's wrestling there, which is amazing. Yes. It's, yes. It's actually a, it's a thing. Like it's a, it's respected as a sport and not as a, like a spectacle. So like it's, it's like, it's just the first thing that kind of freaked me out and how I knew they were like serious about women's wrestling was, when I actually wrestled my first show, I was telling Aja, I was like, it's so weird. Like, they applauded for us. We came out. They gave us respect before, you know. We started wrestling, and then once they, like, once we started wrestling, complete silence. Like, they were so, in- like, they were so into it. It's like, they respect it, and it's like, they're not, they're, they're, it's not that they're not interested in it when they're silent. I had to learn this. Not like when they're, they're watching, they yeah. are watching, like, they are watching like they are watching everything and it's like to pop them is like it's not how we cheap pop over here to pop them is like they are truly like enamored by your like your style as like a technical wrestler or like your reversal your pinning combination anything like that they're they're just they are just so wrapped up in that yeah i i noticed that when i watched my first big uh new japan show and everybody was quiet and i'm like what, what's wrong you know it's it's not a good show 
and then, like you said, I had to realize that they're that into it and they're being respectful and want to watch it. It's, right. it's really it's, awesome. It is. And it's, it's the, oh my gosh, it's the greatest thing ever. Cause once like you're done with the match, everyone claps. Everyone like, you know, everyone shows respect. Even if you're a bad guy, they know you're a bad guy. They're going to boo you. <laughs> like when you do some messed up stuff. But they still clap in respect of, you know, they were just given a great match. Like, it, it's just, it's amazing. And the fans over there are amazing. Like, even the fact that, you know, we don't speak the same language, even though I did learn some Japanese, so that way I could, you know, have, like, as like as much of a conversation as I could. But even if that we don't speak the same language, they are still, like, the nicest fans in the world come up, ask for pictures come up they talk to you come up tell you that your match was good tell you that they like certain things about you you know they're even they even go so far as they'll post pictures on uh, twitter i'm still getting pictures on twitter like get tagged in pictures from when i was over there because that there's that you know they're that interested in you like in you and they follow up on you and like when they see you out in the streets because we would always um see fans out in the streets they'll they'll run up to you oh I'm a big fan, big fan. And I would just love it because I'm like, they were, they were so respectful with it. They would never be disrespectful, but they truly revere you as an athlete, like just as equal to men. Wow, that's terrific. And I really think y'all deserve that because I watch a lot of women's wrestling and I know a lot of women talent or female talent. And they are the more emotional, the more passionate wrestling you see these days and i think that's why it's gotten so over in a time where men's wrestling is in the wwe is boring almost but the women mm-hmm. are out there showing actual emotion and you you see becky lynch now is the hottest thing in the in the company and and that's great. i love her <laughs> yes she's done so great just by being herself and finally getting the respect she deserves as such a great wrestler and as such a great worker. But it, it was because she was honest and it was her real emotion. And I love that kind of stuff. It's good to see. It makes wrestling more exciting. You know, I feel like everyone in wrestling knows that we're playing a character, but I was always taught that your gimmick, your character is not just some made up persona it's an extension of yourself so whether you you believe it or not somewhere deep down inside wherever you crack this idea from here like for your gimmick that's you like that's not a a character you're portraying as just on a whim that's you especially for someone who's like becky lynch who's a great technical wrestler she's great all like on actually she's great all across the board and she finally was getting like the recognition she deserved and she was taking it she wasn't asking for it she was taking it and i feel like deep down inside that was her she got tired of like being the polite girl always waiting for you know someone to give her her shot or someone to give her her recognition she's like no i know i'm this person so i'm gonna show you better than i can tell you mm-hmm. so i feel like i feel like every worker you know involved in wrestling we are an extent like our gimmicks are an extension of ourselves it is you not a character this is you (laughs) the heart is me like 
not an extension of me on the, like, I mean, it's not, it is an extension of me on, on a, just on a weekend. It's no, it's me on a daily basis. She just brings out the more, I would say, flamboyant <laughs> aspects <laughs> of my life. But uh, I'm, I'm more of a like low key, you know, chill, fly under the radar by day as to where, you know, she just all out, like all out living it. And that's mm-hmm. how I am around people. I truly, like, I truly like trust. I'm all out living it. So mm-hmm. in wrestling, I feel like that, that's just me. So an extension of yourself, whether you meant to show that part of yourself or you didn't, but it comes out in wrestling. It brings out, like you said, a lot of emotion. Yeah, Derek, that's what the, I really think the strength of women's wrestling is. It is believable. It is because you can tell, you can, you can see the fact that they're taking it seriously and they're trying harder than the men are right now. Not, not yeah. indie wrestling. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not trying to, to, to bust on men's indie wrestling, but women's, <laughs> women's indie wrestling and women's, the, the big WWE type stuff, it tends to be more passionate. It tends to be yeah. a lot more, you, 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 as a fan, you can feel the, the, the emotion in their matches. And that's what I like about it so much. It feels like the old wrestling I watched when I was a kid, you know, growing up, uh, uh, sitting around laying on my grandmother's floor watching wrestling where you thought these people really hated each other and you wanted to, you wanted to see the bad guy get his and you wanted to see the good guy uh, succeed. And I love that. That's, that's the good old thing. <laughs> exactly. And, and people miss out on that kind of stuff these days. And I think when I go and watch a, a women's show or I go and see it on the television for, for the WWE, the women's matches are the ones that I pay attention to because they're the ones that look like real traditional wrestling to me. Yeah. And women's talent has come so far. From from yeah. you know the bra and panties and the, those matches to the serious wrestling matches and the hardcore matches you see. Yes, say it again, amen. <laughs> thank you, thank you to the man upstairs that we have come very far from that. Oh gosh. <laughs> well, you know, I was a I was a young man when that was going on. I was in my early twenties during the Attitude Era, and you know, you can't say I can't say I didn't enjoy it because. Like I said, I was a young man, and it was a beautiful woman doing crazy things. But as I've gotten older, I've gotten to where I can really, really legitimately respect and enjoy women's wrestling because it's so good. The quality is is just came up. Do you, right. do you think that's through more training or more people taking it seriously? Or I feel like that's due to the fact of more people taking it seriously not saying that any of the women in the past didn't take it seriously because there were some that I saw that actually did take it seriously in that era where they they really tried and those women that were taking it seriously were the ones that stuck out in that era you know and not just for the wrong reasons they stuck out for the right reasons um best example I can give of what I'm trying to say is Trish Stratus she was um, a bikini model and a bodybuilder, and she came in as a manager. She came in as eye candy, and she took it seriously, and she trained, and then she became one of, like, the most, like, standout females of that era. And that's what I mean by, like, I think it's just now everybody's, you know, taking it seriously. 
the women that are coming up now are taking it serious. It's not a, not a, oh, I'll do this just because. No, it's a, I want to do this. I'm going to do this. This is my dream. This is my passion. Like, I'm serious about this. So I don't, I mean, and it also is a credit to people's training. I won't say, I won't say that, but it is a credit to people's training, but I think it's more so a credit to the women actually putting in the work and the women actually having a passion for this. Mm -hmm. That makes, makes perfect sense. But not only have you worked Japan, you've worked all over America and even into Canada. Yes. Yes. Uh, we mentioned Aja Ferrer earlier. I went to my first Canadian tour with Aja Ferrer. Uh, we traveled um, all through Canada, and that was very early in my career, too, as well. I think Aja was like two years into her career, I believe. Yeah, she was two years into her career, and I was only like a year or two months. And uh, we, we traveled all over Canada. It was freezing cold. I will never forget that cold. Like, that was a different kind <laughs> of cold. Oh, that was a different kind of cold. Like cold. It was just too much. And then I travel all over, um, all over the United States. Um, my goal for right now is I'm trying to get into California because that right there is um, an area that I would love to um, to break into because they do a lot of cool stuff in Cali. Um, they do a lot of cool stuff everywhere. But I've been like, you know, catching up on a lot of Cali wrestling because I have a lot of. Uh, female worker friends that live in Cali that, you know, work quite frequently out there. Um, another place that I really uh, like is like the Midwest area. Oh my goodness, I love working in the Midwest area. So much fun. Um, and I like working down south. Texas is by far one of my favorites. Texas, I love you, Texas. <laughs> I've, never, Texas. I've never heard a lot about the Texas wrestling scene. How is How is it? Texas is fun. Um, I work for um, Roe and um, Booker T's promotion down there uh, for their ladies' night out. I love it. Um, he gives us great advice. He, like, he allows us to come in like a couple of days before, even a week before if we feel like it, to come down there and like train and like get one-on-one, you know, eat back with him, work out with his roster. You know, He has two rings in the back and then one ring that he uses for actual, you know, shows. Uh-huh. And the quality um, of stuff down there is really good. And then, like, the Dallas area, the Houston area, San Antonio, that wrestling down there is, is it's exciting. I, I just don't know how to, like, describe it other than exciting. Like, it just depends on where you go. Dallas is more um, old school, like, you know, world class, if you remember that. Yeah. World class. Yeah big down there so it's like more old school and houston houston is more like young hip fresh like new like it's exciting and then like san antonio is like the mixture between the two it's it's just so much fun because it's so like they said everything's bigger in texas so big so you can like literally there's shows every day like from like i can honestly say from thursday to sunday there's so many shows down in texas and there's also women's shows down there, intergender shows down there. That it's just, oh, it's it's amazing. I love Texas as a wrestling state because there's so many opportunities down there, so many shows, so many different people, so many different styles clashing. You know, mm-hmm. it's just well, good. It's cool, cool. Now you said the I word, intergender. 
Uh, yes. that's, that's something that is nobody really feels in the middle about that. People either love it or they hate it. Have you worked any yeah. of it? Yes, I have. I I trained with all guys, so my first couple of matches were against guys. So I don't really knock it because it, to me, to me, I'm one of those people in the middle. It doesn't really hurt or you know excite me. It's it's wrestling. That's how I see it. It's mm-hmm. wrestling. Now, when you go above and beyond to make it super unbelievable, then that's when I have a problem. Like you know, like. <sighs> I don't believe in the whole thing of if you're going to build someone up that you're going to have a woman come and tear them down. Like this woman better be like the strongest woman on the planet. Like, yeah, not to be like, not the baddest. She better be the strongest. Not like she has to be, because it's it's just, I'm sorry. I like, I like facts. Physically impossible for a woman to be stronger than a man. Like it's just physically that we're just, we're made different. So I I respect intergender wrestling that's done right. If you get what I'm saying. Oh yeah, I intergender wrestling. Yeah, it inter intergender wrestling that's just done silly, like and just with no purpose and no direct reasoning as to why there's any of this is happening. Just because you want to do an intergender show and it doesn't make sense, then that's when I have a problem with it because not only does it make the female talent look bad it makes the male talent look bad as well yeah and i feel like those type of shows intergender shows should not be ran but there's some good there's some good ones that are um that are ran like uh sabotage in texas runs they're really good at that with their war uh war of the genders yeah. um i don't know you know sizzling stand styles he has the stand styles intergender bonanza his is really good he likes to put um two people of the opposite sex that have the same style together in matches. Okay. And he never really tries to like say, Oh, this is the, you know, the, the baddest man. And then this is the baddest woman. And we're just going to see who's better. You know, like, no, he literally clearly says these two are like the baddest in their own individual. Right. We're just going to put them together and see what kind of awesome match we're going to get, you know, like solid concept. Right, it's a it's a concept. It's like it's not a just oh we're gonna throw these two in here and whoever dethrones whoever is now crowned the baddest person in the world. Like that kind of stuff is just like it's it's just kind of like this is a, this is just you're just being silly. Stop it, cut it out. But yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, it's like there's um I was gonna say there's one other show that I know that really does good job with that um AWS in California. Yeah, they do. Um, they do a really good job with that as well. Like I said, no silly booking, just genuinely really good stuff. Because yeah. I've seen some silly intergender <laughs> wrestling, and it's like, okay, here's my here's my my least favorite out of all. Of them. I won't say I hate it, but it's my least favorite. I've seen where they have put an intergender match on an all woman show, uh-huh. and the intergender match is to get the guy over. Not the girl, the guy. Yeah. And I'm like, what is that? I was like, what? That, that, okay, never mind. I was like, that just, I don't know. You know, like. That's it, tough. That's things. tough to understand. Because the guys have so much of a chance to get over. And it's a special show right. for women. And you want to do, because we uh, sponsored in on an on a all-women show here and helped uh, a local promotion put it on. 
and mm-hmm. they now they did it the night before their year their version of WrestleMania. That was the night mm-hmm. before. Now they got storyline over <laughs> feedback. They got storyline over for the next night. Mm-hmm. but they didn't take anything away from the women. And I thought that was handling it correctly. Cause if you're going to do something, you're going to have to tie something in. You have to book it right. So it doesn't take away from the fact that people want to see a women's show. Absolutely. And that worked out well, but they didn't do it to get talent over. They used it to get their storyline over for the next night. So I thought that was great, but yeah, we had a really good, exactly. we, had, we had good success with that women's show. Um, drew one of the highest, probably the highest crowd ever to see an all women show in Georgia at that one. Uh, Aja worked it. She, she was terrific. I'm lucky enough to get to see her on a regular basis down here. Uh, she <laughs> trains, she trains at a school now just right up the street from, from where we live. And we get out there to their, to their school shows. And uh, we know the guy that runs it and it's, it's really cool. Uh, but it's doing so much more and they're bringing in some, starting to bring in better and better women talent to shows in Atlanta. Uh, and I love that because, you know, it's, it's one thing to travel to WrestleCade to see an all women show, but when you can see an all women show on a regular basis near you, it's terrific. Absolutely. I, and I just, like you said earlier, I love the fact that there is so many all women shows popping up. Like I, I, I really love it as being a woman and also being, you know, a fan of wrestling. I love it. I love it. I want more. I hope this is not a fad. I want it to continue. Like, like you said, you know, they're popping up everywhere. Pretty soon, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure in all the big, you know, major wrestling states, there'll be at least one woman show that runs, you know, every month, you know, yeah. in the near future. Yeah, uh, and the talents out there. It used to be that the talents not out there. Now I know the women talent tend to to draw pretty good as far as their pay rates because they're so hard mm-hmm. to get because there's mm-hmm. not any of them. But I think in your bigger hubs, you'll start seeing a, a regular women's promotion running every month, like like the, the men's promotions do. And it's it's yeah. good. It's good for everybody. It's good. Amen to that. It is good. Yeah. It is. I, I genuinely... Oh, go ahead. I'm no, 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 go ahead. Oh, no, I was like, I genuinely hope that in 2019... You know, somebody has, like, a really, really huge, as a matter of fact, I hope that someone has a big women's show as big as All In was this past year. I think that's possible. That, that I do, too. I really, I think it's possible, too. I do. And one thing about All In is, is it was promoted well. And that's a lot bigger key than just putting talent on a show. Because you can get a lot of good talent on a show, but if you don't promote it right, nobody knows it's there. And they did a really Absolutely. good job getting the word out about that show. So, and there's there's a lot of there's a lot of members promotions doing well. Rise is one of my favorite ones to talk to. Uh, all the talent from there is so good. Uh, Kevin Harvey, the guy behind it, is serious and passionate about women's wrestling. And that's good to see. You know? And I wish more promoters would take that, you know, take that lead, like that, that lead, you know, from Kevin of being really passionate about women's wrestling. Because sometimes you run into a promoter who's just doing something with women's wrestling, like, or putting on two women's matches just for the sake of the fact that he can say, oh, I had women's wrestling on my show and not really care about it. Mm-hmm. So. 
makes sense. Now, you said you've always been a fan. What was your inspiration? Who who did you watch as a as a kid that got you wanting to do this? Well, I mean, if we're talking about this, I have had the pleasure of meeting almost. Well, yeah, I've met almost all of my uh, inspirations in wrestling. Oh, that's um, yeah. So uh, I'm a, I was a huge Razor Ramon fan. You know, Scott Hall. He's my number one favorite male wrestler. Um, I had the pleasure of meeting him in 2015 at Replicate, and when I met him, I was shaking uncontrollably, crying. <laughs> because, um, at the time, the person I was dating at the time was working on uh, the United Champion show that Replicate throws, and he just so happened to come back to the locker room because I wasn't planning on seeing him until the next day at the signings because I was signing and I was going to take time to go over to his table to meet him. But he just so happened to surprise everybody and came backstage. And so my boyfriend at the time was like, my girlfriend is such a huge fan of you. He's like, she's a worker as well. He's like, but you are one of her biggest inspirations. And so apparently everybody was going around the locker room at the time telling him about me because everybody knew I loved him. And so I just so happened to walk back in the locker room to be bringing him a water, like to be bringing my boyfriend a water. And Scott Hall's standing there and he's talking to him. And I'm just like, uh, uh, <laughs> uh. And he was like, you must be the girlfriend that he's telling me that you're like, you love me so much. <laughs> he's like, I've been waiting to meet you all night because everybody keeps telling me about you. Oh. And I was like, oh my God, I was like, it's so nice to meet you. Like, uh, just, I was just, like, I had tears, like, coming down. Like, I love Scott Hall. He's amazing. So now every time I see him, he just gives me a big hug. But, uh, <laughs> and then I got to wrestle. I was, I'm a, I was a huge Victoria fan. She is, uh, I'm backing my character after her. And uh, Jazz and Miss Jackie. They're the three women I, like, backing oh, my Sahara 7 character after. But I wrestled her last year on January 20th, 20th in Dallas at the Gas Monkey Live. And I originally met her two years prior at WrestleCade, of course. <laughs> and we were just walking by, get ready to go upstairs, um, to get ready to go sleep because the signing was the next day. And I saw her in the hotel lobby and I just went up to her and I shook her hand and I started telling her about, you know, how I was 12 and I was watching her on TV and I wanted to be like her because she didn't look like all the rest of the girls, she actually kind of looked like me. She was a little bit bigger. You know, she had biceps and triceps, and I was always a bigger girl. Like, I'm not going to say I'm, I'm plus size, but I'm a no. little bit bigger than most girls on the indies. I'm, you know, I got some hips. I got some curves. <laughs> but she was like me. She was like me. She had hips. She had curves. And, you know, she wasn't just taking everybody's crap. When she no. snapped, I felt it. I felt it in my soul. When she snapped and went crazy, I was like, yes. I feel that because this is how I feel on a daily basis. Well, she but, was one uh, of the first legitimate, like, you really felt she could beat somebody's ass type. And she still can, and she still will. Like, it's oh. crazy because <laughs> because uh, we went out um, in Dallas, and we were just walking the street, and some guy had said something super inappropriate, and he just was yelling at drunk, didn't know who she was. She was just, he was just yelling at her. And, like, said something completely inappropriate. And she just was like, what did you say to me? And, like, I just saw her, like, just, her biceps just got so much bigger. And I was just like, okay. 
all right, we some blocked it. I was like, I was like, well, I was like, needless to say, I was like, won't you know, nobody will mess with her like that. And the man, he was just terrified. She was just, she didn't even like, she didn't touch him or nothing. She was just standing across the street. I was like, would you like to come over here and say that to my face? He was he was not trying to come across the street. And I was I believe her. Like I believe her. Like I really do. She was sweetheart though. Sweetheart. Yeah, I like I wrestled I, her. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I get excited when I'm talking um, like this and you're excited. <laughs> We're having fun chit chatting. It's awesome. Yes. I wrestled her and uh it was a dream come true. Like I cried again like a big baby at the end of it and she was just like, Stop crying and then she she totally like she totally popped me like I had no idea this was gonna happen. At the end of our match, we had such a good match. At the end of our match, she grabbed the microphone as I was like get ready to roll on out and go to the back. She was like, Don't you go nowhere? And I was like, Uh oh. I was like, I must have did something. What did I do? <laughs> she gets on the microphone and she tells everybody about the story of how we met at WrestleCade and how like I met her in the lobby. I told her about how I looked up to her and I like started crying. She was like she could feel that I was like a genuine fan and like she was like fast forward two years, she's like now we're wrestling each other and she was like, I believe this girl, you know, she said I was in a key bound and she had just wrestled me once. And like the whole crowd like started chanting like NXT at me and I like, agree with her. And I could care it wasn't the like what the fans were saying at that moment. It was just the fact that she Yeah enjoyed wrestling me in the, in the moment and she's to this day she still keeps in contact with me she checks in on me every now and again you know make sure i'm good you know if i have any questions i'll ask her so it, it's just it to me that moment right there was like okay check that off my bucket list i did that and i somehow made my mentor one of the people i looked up to into a friend of mine like who else can say they've done that yeah, definitely. And that's the fun part of wrestling, even for just fans like me. I still love marking out and yes. seeing somebody that I was, you know, I idolized as a child. And WrestleCade, when you keep talking about WrestleCade, <laughs> so many great things for us has hap- have happened. It's only, we've only been twice. But the amount of contacts and the amount of people we've met and the wrestlers are all so nice and approachable, it's wonderful. It's a great show. It's uh, to me, I kind of like to, I call it like the biggest um, family reunion in wrestling mm-hmm. um, because it it feels more like a family reunion than it does a convention. I know it's a convention. I know we all conduct business there. You know, we present ourselves in the most business you know atmosphere. But I feel like everyone's so welcoming and warming. And you really connect with people outside of networking on like a deeper level. And it's a great way for fans to connect with wrestlers and wrestlers to connect with fans, wrestlers connect with legends, wrestlers to connect with mentors, friends, you know, other workers. It I've I've honestly in the six years that I've gone, like you said, you've only been quiet, I've been there six years. Even one when I wasn't even wrestling yet. I was just training and I went. Um I made so many connections, like you said, work-wise, friends, um, mentors, everything like that. I literally have, I owe a lot to WrestleCade. Like, WrestleCade has given me the opportunity to, you know, expand and branch out and, you know, do things that I, I wouldn't normally think was possible. So, 
I owe a lot to recipes, and I'm thankful for that. It happens every year. I'm thankful to Tracy and Brian and AML. Um, I'm just I'm thankful that that even exists. So yeah, recipe does a lot, and if people aren't getting out and going to recipe, I feel bad for them. Like I feel really bad for them because they're missing out on a fun, family friendly, like family filled out in the atmosphere like that involves wrestling yeah <laughs> the best way i, I can describe it and i my, my son goes with us and i can just let him go and do whatever he wants to because it's that like you said it's a very family atmosphere it, yeah nobody there has malicious intentions like no one there is there to cause problems everyone there is genuinely there because they want to be there it's fun like you said you can let your you can let your kid go there one will just no one will just be like Oh, you know, snap around from the there. No, like everybody is like ten times like what people will do something. Like the wrestling community is small but big. If yeah. you get what I'm saying, like protect our own, whether it's a fan, a promoter, whatever. We protect our own against people we don't know. So it's a family atmosphere. Uh. Yeah, and I, I, I cannot agree more about that. It's something I'm going to try to do every year. I've already asked off vacation for next year because so I can go. And next year's <laughs> not even there yet. That's how much I like it. Yeah. You know, Sahar, I've had a great time talking to you today, and I really appreciate you coming on. Um, no looking problem. forward to seeing you work again in the future, too. Oh, yes. Yeah. Have you got any dates coming up? Um, yes, I have. Um, December 15th, I have at Nova Pro. Um, I have um, March the 9th. I am at, uh, I can't remember the name of the exact town. I'm like the worst with town names. I always have to remind myself. Um, what is it? I'm in West Virginia, Wheeling, West Virginia. And um, I'm also on March the 10th. I'm back at uh, Nova Pro Wrestling. So I have I have a lot of dates. I can't calendar, but I do have them posted on my social media. So um, if you don't mind, I'll give everybody my social media. Go right that away. They can find me. Um, on Twitter, it is um, at Sahara, S-A-H-A-R-A, underscore 007, uh, kind of like my tribute is 007. Yeah. Um, and uh, on Instagram, it is Sahara, S-A-H-R-A, and then T H E, the number seven, T H. So it spells out Sahara the Seven. And um, on Facebook, you can find me under Sahara Seven. So if you guys want to follow and keep up with me and find out where I am, because I'm the worst at remembering my dates verbatim like off the top of my head. <laughs> but I do write them down. <laughs> so, cool. And tag us um, and stuff, and we'll we'll retweet it for you. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yes. I awesome. love I love networking and I love sharing. And if you guys have things that you want me to share, thank you. Me, I will thank you. Share them. I do appreciate that, and I appreciate you coming on today. It's been a, it's been a blast. Um, I'll let you know when this is going to drop, and and you have a you just have a great day now. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good day. You too.